Hold on. Good morning, Abuja. I get Morgan. Oh, they're singing with us. Oh, I should be laughing. Today's year is being sponsored. What happened here? Why do I hear myself? Today's year is being sponsored by a very, very good friend. We'll wait, we'll wait patiently. I wanted to start a couple of minutes early and now I have to start a couple of minutes late. That's the fan scheme that you hear. What's coming out 10 seconds later? Gershon, oh. uh, what's going on? Oh, I can go. Rabbi said today's year is being sponsored by Kalman of Five Towns. I have a tremendous accursed to the Kalman. He started the whole, that whole Five Towns uh, matzav. So it's Lee Nishmas' mother, Chaya Bas Yisro. Today's shir is being sponsored by Shloimi Rosenberg, another very good friend of the shir, for the first yard side of my dearest eldest brother, Lilu Nishmas, Moshe Yitzchok, Ben Rev Dov, Zechroin Levrocha, the Nishomas should have an aliyah. I have a real quick email here. Hold on, we have a little bit of an issue. It's either. I can't hear myself. Hi, Rebelli, this is from Kalman. Uh, my mom was an extraordinary woman. I don't do this usually, but because uh, Kalman is such a good friend of the Shir, I'll go out of my way a little bit here. She's an extraordinary, extraordinary woman. Like my dad, she's also a Holocaust survivor from Bergen-Belsen and was born in Poland. She raised two boys, love each other, six grandchildren, she loved dearly. She had a difficult life. She never spoke about it, but she was married for 50 years, etc. She's going to see her husband in El Mabba. Uh, I miss you, mom. I love you. Say hi to dad for me. Wow, wow. Okay, and here's a picture. Only for Kalman we're doing this. Only a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Kalman, this is his mom's matseva. All right. The neshama should have an aliyah. Rabbi said a lot of people were concerned that I, I called... I called Reb Mordechai Ness Amma Aretz in public. I called him out because he had a hole in his ideas. He didn't realize that Ahmed Aleph is always longer and more difficult than Ahmed Bez. So I had to point that out to him. So he says, Chazdi Hashem, people are like, Erev Roshana, this is how you talk to somebody. Chazdi Hashem, I'm an official Amma Aretz, he says. He's honored. 
Of course he was. I only, I only call people out, the ones that I understand, that they understand my, uh, my warped sense of humor. I think we should get a free, I think we should get a free t-shirt that says, Rib Eli called me and I'm a Ritz, and now I do the daf. <laughs> and a discount on the Simashas cruise. By the way, I'm not kidding, somebody, said, somebody sent me an email yesterday that there's a cruise ship, the holiday uh, cruise ship from Carnival, uh, because of what's going on with Carnival, it's for sale. I, we, we should look into it. No, it's, it's, it's a few million dollars. It's something that costs a billion dollars. You get it for... It probably costs more money, I'm assuming, just to hold it until the Sea Mashas, the actual ship. Right. That's right. But this is not a boat. This is a cruise ship, and this is for the Sea So I think it's a good investment. we got to speak to our friends. A good voch. You can buy it and put it in your backyard. You notice the sponsor for today's shir, Eliyahu Shalom from Brooklyn. And he is my cousin. His father's father and my father were brothers. Just, just thought it was crazy to have yet another connection with someone who watches this shir. This is the sixth personal connection since the same stuff to Shabbos. Uh, Harry Shalom is also related to uh, Leon Welch, right? Is that, is that the right one? I'm, make, I'm mixing something up. Oh, no, 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 that's the other one from Vienna. A good vogue. What just happened? Oh, he understands the problem. Great. Looking forward to being there in person when they soon miss Hashem. Aaron Yosef Shalom, Los Angeles, also known as Harry Shalom. Um, ooh, it's late. Okay. We'll have to get to the other ones a different time. Here's a quick, you know what, a quick one. This is from Yosef Mack. Hi, Rebellion. I'm from Pasek. I'm from Sake, but in Liberty, New York, for the summer, I joined your Zoom share. Also, I want to let you know my father watches your share. And my sister's father-in-law, Mr. Abraham from Melbourne, Australia, who's Hillel's brother, used to join Zoom share. I was uh, sharing Wednesday, joined with my phone earlier. Do me a favor, shut that thing off, because I, I can't, I can't uh, concentrate when I hear myself. Um, okay, fine. Rabbi, so real quickly, I just want to make an announcement here. I'm looking for... Partners, people that will go along with me. Yes, I tried this out for you guys, and it works. I was looking for more schusim lekaver Rosh Hashanah, and I thought to myself, what a, what could be better than getting rid of the smartphone? Meaning, the social media, the the. I I used WhatsApp yesterday, but only for the essential things. I didn't open up any of the video. No Fox News, CNN, none of this stuff. You're in? How about you? <laughs> All right, so we got a bunch of, you're in? All right, we got, we got a bunch of guys here. Raboisai, seriously, if you're in, I'm telling you, I, I actually got more sleep because of this. And I didn't lose anything. You, it's not gonna get to you because you don't have a smartphone. A lot of people don't have smartphones. There's a lot of young light on here that don't have smartphones. People that have smartphones, if you do Facebook and, and, and Instagram, cut it out on Torah Shoshana, that's it. Just get rid of it, cold turkey. I'm telling you, it's Kedai. If anybody is in, let me know. Drop me an email. I'll talk about it tomorrow. Maybe we could do, we could do two wave something. At least for me, it works. Until Rosh Hashanah, so be my partner in that. Another quick announcement I want to make is, I forgot to mention that we have a koilo. Usually it's not in this building, but we were this week to be in the building. We're going to be on Rosh Hashanah because the yeshiva is out of commission because of corona. This koilo, we, we started the koilo in Brachas Davbeis, we want to build Tamid Chachamim. And we have Laibi uh, David that, that's part of it. 
They took a test this week on 120 daf. Balpeh. Imagine 120 daf, and now soon they're going to have to take the test from the beginning of brachas, which is how many daf? 254 daf. 250. Can you imagine? I barely remember what I learned yesterday, the day before, and they're going to be taking a test on 250. I just wanted to tell you about this, Kyle. It's an amazing thing that we're doing here, and that's why a lot of the sponsorship money goes towards the, these guys. Not just another Kyle, but it's Kyle that they're trying to learn shas and no shas. All right. We're holding on the Aflamidvavimdal. We stopped in the middle of a sentence. So we're going to continue from the sentence. We actually read it. We'll explain it a little bit more today. What we have is we're talking about the case of a person touching his dead friend. He doesn't know whether he was dead when he touched him or he was alive when he touched him. Remeyer is Makel. Remeyer says it's fine. He's not tummy. We could assume that when he touched him, he was alive. Why? Chazaka. The guy was alive for, for 60, for let's call him 120 years. He was alive for 120 years. So we're going to assume that he, when he touched him, he was still alive. The chazaka continues. I, right now, we found him dead. That's something else. Chacham go by what we find now. On the other hand, when it comes to Eruv, you see Ellie, the remainder's makel. So why is it? Ellie. Says the Gemara, Rava Omar. So Rava says, even if we have this case of that there's two, two sets of Edom, but nevertheless, by here, there's two Chazakas. What are the two Chazakas? Chazaka number one is what we just mentioned. A guy is alive. He has a Chazaka that he's alive. So the fact that you found him dead afterwards we have to assume that when you touched him, he was alive because he was alive before. He was alive yesterday, the day before yesterday. The second chazaka is that the person that did the touching, he was tar. He had a chazaka that he was tar. He was in the state of tahara. So why assume that he's tummy? So these two chazakas come and they knock out anything that has to do with the Aiden. Vahacha, but when it comes to an Erev, chada chazaka lekula. There's only one chazaka that the food was tar. You're talking about truma that became tame. It only has one chazaka versus the case of a dead person where Remeir is more makel because over there there's two chazakas, so he's more makel. Okay. Nusogia. Not really. So, in the Mishnah, we have, Rebbe says, that when it comes to a Suffolk Eruv, I don't know, something happened to my Eruv, I'm not sure when. It burnt. I don't know if it burnt right when I left it, Erev Shabbos, or burnt once Shabbos came in. And if it was there for one moment during Shabbos, it's a good Erev. So I don't know. What does Rabbi Yaisi say? Suffolk Erev Kosher. Anytime I have a Suffolk in an Erev, it's a good Erev. Now we had the whole sugi yesterday. A guy goes into the mikvah and he's not sure if it had our boim saw. He's not sure if he dunked his whole head into the mikvah. He's not sure if he went into mikvah A or mikvah B. Oh, Lili Lishmas, Rusbas Mordechai, Who was it today? I don't know. No. No. Okay. Thanks, No. No, no. The guy that's in charge of the screen usually puts it over there, and I can read it. But something was going on with the sound. I don't know. So he's too busy. So I had to like twist my neck, and I couldn't. Whatever. Next time. Next time. Says the Gemara, it's your fault, not my fault. Says the Gemara. So when you have a Suffolk Tvila, he's not sure whether he's tar or not tar. In a Tvila the Rabbana we're talking about, 
Not a derise, it's field of meaning he ate food that's tamay. Typically, food that's tamay doesn't make him tamay. Chacham forced him to go to the mikvah. He, he dunked himself in water that was drawn water. Chacham said, Go to the mikvah. In that case, Rabbi Yossi says, Tamay has to go to the mikvah again. So, again, when it comes to Eruv, Rabbi Yossi is very, very makal. He says, Suffolk Eruv kosher. He's makal. When it comes to mikvah, he says, Suffolk Tuma, Tamay. Suffolk Tvila, Tamay. So, why? Why is that? So the Gemara gives us three reasons. I'm going to try to finish a couple minutes early so the oil can go to Slichas. A lot of Slichas start at 8 o'clock and they don't want to be late. So we're going to try to make Amr Aleph also quick. We saw the Svar the other day in Taisis. Tuma has a source in the Torah, right? Tuma is in the Torah. Just Chachamim elaborated on that and he said, okay, other things are also Tameh. So Memeila, Reb Yoisi's Machmer on Tumah. And he says, you have to go to the Mikveh again because it's really originates in the Torah. As the Gemara, and, and but Eruv is not in the Torah. Eruv is made up by the Chachamim. Shabbos Nami Doraisi. What do you mean? Shabbos is also a Doraisa. Didn't we just say yesterday the Rabbi Kiva, Reb Meir, the Talmud of Rabbi Kiva says that Chum is Doraisa? He argues, he was like the majority, that Tchum is only the Rabban, it's not the Rais. Made up. Another Pshat. What's the difference between Eruv, the Rabbi Yossi is Meikol, and Tvilo, that is Machmer, Hodidei, when he says that he's Machmer, that's his own Svara. Rabbi Yossi is a Machmer. So he says, Tvilo, you have to be Tevil again. Hodirabei, our mission that talks about Eruv, Suffolk Eruv, he's quoting his Rabbi, he doesn't hold like that. Like I'm and I'll prove it to you. It says in our Mishnah, Avtumos Hayid, Avtumos said a testimony. Mishum Hamisha Skanim, he said in the name of five Skanim, Shesafik Eruv Kasher. See, Rabbi Yossi was only repeating over his Rebbe. He, he himself doesn't hold of it. Shmamino, it's a great riot. Third shot. What is the difference between an Eruv and a Mikvah where Rabbi Yossi is Machmer and Mekil and Eruv and Machmer and Mikvah? When it comes to somebody that's Tomei, he has a chazaka, that he's Tomei. He was Tomei when he entered the mikvah. So just continue that status. Say he continues. Now, let's look in Rashi real quickly. Again, smack in the middle of the page. Rashi, Dibra, Maskel, Hami, Tomei, Cheskasa. There's one chazaka. Says Rashi, explains Rashi, when it comes to an Eruv, there's two chazakas. Lekula and lechumra. What? Does a person have, did a person make an Eruv? Who said? As is, every individual does not have an Eruv tchum going on in his house. So there's a chazaka that he does not have a tchum. Okay, so that's one chazaka to say there is no Eruv. Now, truma of Eruv. On the other hand, you could say that the truma is great. It's in its place. It's not tome. MMA, the Eruv is a good Eruv. Oh, so what do I do when I have two opposing chazakas? One tells me you did not make an Eruv. One tells me you did make an Eruv, says Rashi, the Rabbanon, the Kula Azlinon, since the Tchum is the Rabbanon, so bye bye. It's a good Eruv. We go the Kula. Okay, so for that you need a Rashi. 
Says the Gemara, Tanya. Oh, Adar Rabbi asked the Gemara, Hamei mitvach has kosoi ve'im aloi chosar. You have a mikvah. He went into the mikvah. Assume that it's a good mikvah. Why are you assuming that it's, that it's missing water? The mikvah shloi nimdan. And it was never measured. It never uh, acquired a chazaka. It never had a chazaka to it. So, I can't. If you measured the mikvah and you knew that it had our bottom saw, and then later on you found out it doesn't, so the chazaka could continue. The, the original status was a good mikvah. You never measured it. You can't do so. Tanya. It says in the Mishnah, anytime you have a suffolk in an Eruv, according to Rabbi Yossi, as we just mentioned, it's kosher, he goes lakula. We have three pshatim, why? Eruv truma, how does it work? What does it mean? He used truma as his Eruv. So what, what exactly is the suffolk? I don't know when exactly the tuma occurred to the truma. I come on Shabbos morning, I find a dead rat on the truma. When did the dead rat fall there? When did he die? Did he die on Friday afternoon after I put my Eruv and therefore it was never Eruv? Or did he die Friday night after nightfall and it was a perfect Eruv for one moment and that's all I need? Now, the Gemara is going to try to drill down to the bottom of this and figure out what does it mean fruit. What kind of fruit are we talking about? nitaknu. I don't know when the 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 trumsa maestros. When did I fix these fruit? I had tevel. Tevel is is iser I can't eat from the fruit. If I eat from it, I die. It's not a good eruv, right? If it's not, I can't eat from it. I can't eat from it. So it's not a good eruv. But I don't know when it happened. When when did it become? When were the trumsa maestros taken? Right before shkia. Right after. Suffolk eruv kosher. Well, these are the cases that's kosher. Avil eruv betruma suffolk tohir suffolk tameya. But what if the fruit was never in a situation that it was 100% good? I never knew if it was good or not. It's not shot that it was truma. It was a perfect Eruv. I just don't know when it got ruined. I don't know when the rat fell onto it. Was it before or after? That's not what happened there. What happened was, I don't even know if it was ever tar. Did I ever use something that was tar? So I never had a moment that this food was a good Eruv. Now, when did the suffolk happen? <clears throat> now, by us, we know that it became Tama, we just don't know when. It's very possible it was a good Erev. When I put it down, it was good, right? When I put it down Friday afternoon, I know it wasn't Tama. There was no red on it. So, at that point, it was good. Later on, it became Tama. And the same thing with fruit, if that's the case. I don't know if somebody picked Trumas to Maestris, meaning I don't even know if it was good for a minute. That's not a Suffolk Eruv. That's nothing, because it never had a moment that was good. When it comes to Truma, you say, this fruit, since I know that it's good Truma, it was good at one point, so the status continues. It has a chazaka, it continues on. So let's just say the same thing in the reverse. You have fruit that's tevel, it's the rice to eat if you eat it, chayiv misa. So that's the status. Why assume that the status changed? 
says the Gemara, like, Tema Safik Mibayoyimitaknu, Elo Ema Safik Mibayoyimidmu. We're not talking about a case where perhaps the, the fruit is good or perhaps it's not good. Maybe somebody took Trumas and Meisters, maybe not. No, somebody took Trumas and Meisters 100%. So what's the problem? So, so therefore, it had a moment in time that it was good. What's the Suffolk? Suffolk mebaidyoy nidmu'u. Did Tevel fall into it before Shabbos or after Shabbos? So again, you have a pile of fruit, somebody took trumas and maestras. Great, that was good. Then off a shelf, fruit that no one took trumas and maestras from fell into it. It got into the mixture. Now no one could eat from it. No one could eat from it. There's Tevel in here. Tevel, if I eat from this pile, I could be chayiv misa. But at one moment in time, it was good. Later on, the suffolk came along. So it's the same kind of suffolk. We have truma. I don't know when the tumma touched it. I have fruit that is 100% mutter to eat. I don't know when the rotten apple, the tevel apple, fell into it. Okay. Beautiful questions here. Boy, Rav Shmuel, Barav Yitzchok, Rav Huno. They asked Rav Huno. There were two loaves of bread that were truma right in front of him. Identical, impossible to differentiate between the two. You know that one of them is 100% tomei, one of them is 100% tar. It's a very lumdash shayla, really. Think about it. But I, could I, is this considered a su'uda? I have food in front of me that I could eat, technically. If I have Ruach HaKadosh, I know which one is tar, I could eat. But right now, unfortunately, I don't have Ruach HaKadosh. I can't eat the bread. Is that considered a meal? Could I make an air of it out of this? This one, one bread is 100% good to eat. I just don't know which one it is. Is it similar to a loaf of bread that's covered by a, by a mound of, of stones, which I can't move? I have a bread, I just can't get to it. I have a bread... But over here, it's a little different. Over here, the problem is in me. I don't know something. I'm missing information. The bread is 100% good. How do you look at it? And the guy said, I want to make an Arab out of the good one, the tar one. Says the Gemara, this, this is a big question according to everybody. According to a mayor who says that when it comes to Arab, you have to be machmer. Right? What did the mayor say? Remember? I have to remind everybody. I, I have to get my money's worth. Chamer Gamel, remember? You have Suffolk. You can only go in between. So, Tibai, the mayor, Tibai, according to the mayor, who's Machmir, you have a Suffolk. Tibai, the Rebbe who says Suffolk, Eruv, Kasher, I also have a Kasher here. Why? Tibai, the Rebbe, Atkan, Lee, Kamer, Rebbe, Hassam, Delek, Etahira. When? There's nothing tar in front of me. Then Rameir says, I have to be machmer. But over here, one of the loaves is 100% kosher. Maybe Rabbi Yossi, who's mekel, he only said in the case, So Rashi says, if he can identify it, then it's tar. So, but right now, we'll use the chazaka, says Rashi. I use the chazaka that it's tar. It was tar before, so it continues to be tar. But over here, forget about chazaka, it continues to be tar. I just don't know which one it is. 
over there in the Mishnah, we have it in front of us. We know exactly what we're talking about. We're talking about this loaf of bread. Is this loaf of bread tahar before or tar, or tar, uh, tar after? When did tame before or tame after? Okay. So over there, Rabbi Yossi is makel. And I'm going to use, why is he going to be makel? Because I'm going to use the chazaka. It was always tahar, this loaf of bread. Let's assume that it was tar during Ben Ashmoshes when I tried to make it an Eruv. But over here, that's not the question. One of them is 100% tar, but I can't identify it. If I can't identify it, even Rabbi Yossi will agree, no good. It's not a good Eruv. Amalei, Bainler Rabbi Yossi, Bainler Rameyer, it's a physical thing, Rabbi Isai. I have to be able to eat it. If I cannot bite into this piece of bread because I don't know something, I lack information, then it's not a good meal. You don't know which one to start. You cannot eat it right now. Not a good Erov. Okay. So if it's not a good Erov, it's not even, it's not even a Chamor Gamal. It's nothing. You can't use it as a suffix to go from here to here. It's zero. Not a suffix where I could go. It's, it's a big zero. I can't use it at all. Another question. What if a person says, very interesting, you see this loaf of bread? Right now, it's not hegdish. It's choyl. I could eat it. I would like this loaf of bread to become Hegdish, when? Tomorrow, on Shabbos. Now, an Erev is Chal during Ben Hashmoshes. When it's Suffolk day, Suffolk night. I want to use this bread as my Erev. So two things are going on here. First of all, I want to make this bread into Hegdish. I'm donating it to the Beis HaMikdosh. I also want to make this bread my Erev. What's the halacha? Mao. So what's the question? Whether or not his neder, his hegdish is chal, immediately in the beginning of Bein Hashmoshes, and therefore he doesn't have a bread to make an Erev with, or perhaps at the end of Bein Hashmoshes. So he had, a, he had a moment over there. It's a good Erev. What do you see from here? If we stop right over here, what do you see? You see that we care about what this guy's intent is. What's his rotten? His intent was he wants a loaf of bread to be an Eruv. So let, let's make it work out for him. How do we make it work out for him? That, <laughs> excuse me. That it's not Hegdish in the beginning of the night. When Beit HaShemosh comes in, it's still Chayl. It could be his bread. Only later on, it'll turn into Hegdish. I'm trying to accommodate him. Oh. So if so, let's think about this. That's the Pshat. Uh, what about this bread is Kaddish right now it's Hagdish can I make a neighbor with it no it's Hagdish but I want to change its status tomorrow on Shabbos by redeeming it with money I have money I have money I'm setting it aside to redeem this loaf of bread I'm going to be able to eat this loaf of bread I can redeem it from Hagdish that's not a problem but tomorrow if I'm going to go based on what he wants, what his intent is, what his rotten is, so I should make it bichal, I should make the hegdish turn into a chayl in the beginning of Ben Hashmoshes. The opposite of before. Before I'm going to make it 
hegdish at the end of Benishmashas, so I could have a chal loaf of bread. Now I'm going to do it right away. I'm going to do the redemption in the beginning of Benishmashas, so it becomes my loaf of bread. And I. What? Not retroactive. I put a, a pile of money right over here. I say, This money should redeem my bread tomorrow. But when is tomorrow? The beginning of Benishmashas or the end of Benishmashas? Well, in the first case, we said tomorrow means at the end of Benishmashas because I want to let this guy use his bread before it becomes Hagdish. So in the beginning of ben and the Arab has to be chal in, during Benishmashas. So the beginning of Benishmashas, it's still his loaf of bread. For a moment, it's a good Erev, poof, it turns into Hegdish. Over here, it's the reverse. Over here, I need him to be able to redeem the bread for a moment during Benesh Moshes. So let's do that all the way in the beginning of the Benesh Moshes. I'm going to flip it from Hegdish to Choyl. I'm going to use his money that he put aside to redeem his bread. It's going to turn into a weekday bread, a Choyl, not weekday, but a, a versus Hegdish. It's not Hegdish anymore. It's his Erev, good Erev, great. And that works in the beginning of Benesh Moshes. And not at the end. It should. No, it's not a good Eruv. The boys say, I apologize for Slichus. It's not happening. Says Gemara, but why? Doesn't it go by his intent? Let's, let's use his intent. What does this guy want? I found this four times in Shas. It's also brought down on the side. All four times. Two Arava, two Arava Barham, I believe. And it's always Rav Nachman saying this. If you pay me enough salt, a whole quarter of salt, I'll tell you the answer. Well, I should give it to you for free. But of course, it's a joke. It's just a saying. And he says it. He tells him the pshat. It's very simple. It doesn't go by his intent, Rabbi Isai. It goes by the chazaka. It's called chazaka mikara. What was the status beforehand? So in the first case, it was his bread. It remains his bread during Benesh Mashas. In the second case, it was Kaidish. It remains Kaidish during Benesh Mashas. You have a Chazaka Mikara, so it does not turn into Hegdish. But if it was already Hegdish, it remains Kaidish. Whatever it was, it remains. It says, Login is the status after a person or a kli go to the mikvah to become tar? They don't become 100% tar. They have to wait until nightfall. The, but the only difference in status is that if they touch truma, that truma becomes possible. Possible. Nothing else, just truma. So you have a tummy kli. You put in the mikvah, now you have to wait until nightfall. He takes this kli, fills it up. He fills it up with Meiser Tevel. So again, the boy said, here we go. We don't want to be Amaritzim. First you give Truma Gedoyla, then you give Meiser Rishon. Meiser Rishon is 10% of all your produce. You give it to a Levi. The Levi must take 10% of his 10%. But he didn't. What happens when he doesn't? It's called Tevel. Just like food that, doesn't, that you didn't take Truma Gedoyla or Meiser's Tevel. This is also Tevel. And if you eat it, you're Chayiv Misa. So he takes, he fills up a jug that's Tomei, but not really Tomei. It's the in-between status called Tfuliyayim. It was already dunked in a mikvah. It's just waiting for nightfall. And he fills it up with food. Does that food become Tomei? No. Why not? Because it's not Trumus and Maestris. It's Tevel. It's right before Trumus and <coughs> Excuse me. 
if it would be truma and meiser, truma would become tummy. That's what we said. The only thing that's full yoyim is metama is truma. But this is the step before that. It's meiser for a levy, doesn't become tummy until he removes the 10% to give to the kayan, puts it in that tummy kli, then it becomes tummy. It's in there, but before the step of removing, of being mafreshit, not tummy. Says the Gemara, he's, he's a smart guy, this guy. When should it happen? After it's night and my kli becomes tar, then I want it to become trumas meiser, because then it won't become tummy anymore. Dvar of Kayamim. It's, it's, it's chal. Why not? He could decide when it becomes truma. It should be chal tonight. However, but when, when does it become truma after Shabbos comes in? It's too late. You can't make an Eru with it. It's already Shabbos. It has to be Eru before Shabbos. Before Shabbos, it's also to eat. It's tevil. You eat it, you die. And he doesn't want to make it truma before Shabbos because then it becomes tummy because it's in a tummy kli. It's in a tful yom kli. So he's only going to wait until after Shabbos starts. Too late. No way. The end, when in Bein Hashmoshes does the Eruv Chal? In the beginning of Bein Hashmoshes. The end of the day, meaning the end of Friday. The tippy end of the last moment of Friday, the beginning of Bein Hashmoshes. That's when Eruv is Chal. We're turning to Da'af Lamed Vav on Bey's love. Lili Nishmas, Ash's mother, Roiz Abbas Binyamin. Make it a great day. We have an email about make it a great day, maybe tomorrow. And Lili Nishmas, the tzaddik, the doctor, Listaus, his father, the Mordechai Yosef Ben, Aaron Listaus. Harry Shalom and Asher are jumping on the bandwagon, driving the smartphone from side. Even if it means not to look at your phone and email people and text during Chazor Shashats, which is a minute be Yisrael already in America came out, Hashem Yerachem. Just drop that. Forget about social media. Just drop the Chazor Shashats part. Tremendous chosim. If you say it's the beginning of the day of Shabbos, meaning the, the tippy end of Ben Hashemoshois, now, why shouldn't it be Chal? Says Rava. I have the whole point of Ben Hashmoshes. Let's call Ben Hashmoshes 20 seconds, whatever it is. I have those 20 seconds. If it's at the end of the 20 seconds of Ben Hashmoshes, it's really terrifying according to one of the reviews. If it's at the end, so I had a moment in time that I had an Eruv. It was good. The food was mine. It was, it, 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 it was already, Trumas of Mice was taken. It's not Tevel anymore. I can use it. Amra Papa, not true. Even if you say that the Eruv is Chal at the end of Ben Hashmashas, don't forget, you have to be able to eat it. So, so the Eruv is Chal, great. It, it, it turned into food that you're able to eat. Could you literally, physically take a bite out of it and eat it? No. So since you can't eat it, it's not a good Eruv. Who cares that technically speaking it was yours? It was yours and you can't eat it. Uh, well, like we said before, if you don't know which bread it is, you can't, it's, not, it's not considered air. Over here you can't eat it. Says the Mishnah. Brand new sugi. No, the brand new Masech here. We're discussing the concept called Brera. Brera means, do I have the right to, here we go, Dr. Factor, 
retroactive. Use the word retroactive, you have into the Mishnah. Can I retroactively say which Erev I want to use? Halachically speaking, I could only make one Erev, one Tchum. I could only say I'm going in this direction. But what if I made two Eruvim on two opposite sides? So, I could only make one Eruv right over here, and may like it go in this direction. What if I decide I'm going to make two Eruv, one here and one over here, where there's an X, but when Chavez comes in, I didn't decide which one I'm going to use. Later on, I'm going to decide I want to use this one. So retroactively, this one becomes throw this in the garbage and use this one. Or I'm going to use this one, throw this in the garbage, and I'm going to go that way. That's called Breyer. Can I go backwards retroactively, decide retroactively which one I want to use? Says the Mishnah, very simple stuff here. Masna Adam, I can make a Tnai. If those goyim are coming, the tax collectors are coming from the east, I got to get out of here. So I need to disappear to the west. If they're coming from the west, I don't know where they're coming. I heard they're coming. So let me make two eruvim. Let me decide on Chavez which one I want to use. And if they come from all directions, they're surrounding me. Right? We're not talking about life and death. We're just talking about the tax guy. No. He's not allowed to be Michal Shabbos for that. So he makes a nice Eruv and he runs. But it, and, he, and he stipulates four conditions here. In Bolikanulakar, what if they come from both sides? Then I'll decide. Then it's not dependent on where they come from. I'll decide then and there what direction I want to run to. And what if they don't even show up? Then I want to stipulate a fourth condition. Then there's zero tchum. Imagine that. I could also say I don't want any of them. I'm not forced into one out of the two. Zero. And what if I have zero? Then I could go 2,000 amas in any direction I want. If I use any tchum, I'm limited to go in a certain direction. If they didn't show up, I want no tchum at all, no tchum at all, no, no eruv at all, then no eruv. I could go 2,000 amas, mizrach mayrev tzafendarim. I'm like anybody else without an eruv. In bachachem in a mizrach, what if a tamad chachem comes and I want to hear his drasha? Eruv. Now it's the opposite case. Now I want my Eruv to be Cha. I'm not running away. I'm going in his direction. It's the same idea, just I want to go towards the person. Instead of running away from the person, What if the Tamil Chacham comes from, two Tamil Chacham come from both sides. I'll decide then and there which drush I want to listen to. Then I could decide not to make an Eruv at all. Rabbi Yehuda Oimer, if one of them was his Rebbe, he must go towards his Rebbe. What if they were both his Rebbeim? Even if one, what's the Chiddush here? Okay, you could go, the, even if one of them is a Rabbi Muvak, a, a real strong Rebbe, he could go to the weaker one. Okay. <laughs> no, that's what I said. Only a tax man. Sakana, there's no shaila. You just you don't need an air if you run. Okay, we're almost finished. Rabbi Yitzchak learned it exactly fakert. That what? I'm running away from a tamad chacham and going towards the guy. What's pshat? How does that work? Kulam asnis in the whole mishnah. How does it fit into our mishnah? Says the gemara. Not a question. If there's a tax collector, I run for my life. This is not a new thing that uh, they invented, uh, you know, where? 
that uh, people run away from that. It's even those days. You used to run from the tax. The mayor of the city, you want to meet up with him. I don't care what religion he is. I need him to fix my paddles. I need him to give me schools. I need to talk to him. So I need to run towards him. Huh? Or, or her. Exactly. In Bethshem, is her. This is hard to understand. A guy that gives a gishmaka drosha I want to listen to. Somebody that teaches children I don't want to listen to. The best pshat I saw was from the Aruch who says he's collecting tuition. I need to run. Fine. At any rate, there are people I run from, people I don't run from. The, the concept is understood. And Rabbanon say it doesn't matter. Sometimes I like my friend more than my Rebbe. It's a big aside. You know what? Let's, let's stop here for Slichas. It's a very short daft tomorrow, especially Omen Aleph. But boys, I have a wonderful day. If, whoever wants to stick around for Tehillim, you could do so. If you want to go to Slichas, you could do so as well.